Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to If You Don't Like That, Monday's Mean Football with Sean Salisbury. We also have the Kings and the Rockets, which means coming up here, we're going to have pregame, halftime, and postgame. We've got a lot to cover right here on If You Don't Like That. Three, two, one, go. Sacramento missed you. Carter, stolen by Williams. Look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Bucks. Goodbye. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. The exclamation point from the Eric Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That was a major league smush. Oh, uh, yeah. Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That means we got Sean Salisbury. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I love that. I'm good. <laughs> holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. Hey, let me I tell you something. I love that. What a broadcast. You, 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 you got a holy moly Jim Bob Boldy in Houston. I was trying to think about this. Help me out. I don't remember the last time I saw a rookie quarterback play as well as C.J. Stroud. Help me out. Who's the last rookie quarterback that you can think of that looked as good as what you're seeing in Houston every Sunday? Well, I'm going back to uh, – let, let me. Like, we can just – like every 10 years, I mean, Marino was the last one. That's a long time ago, buddy. He's at the top of the list. <laughs> Dan Marino's at the top of the list. He had a great rookie year, and then you saw that he was in a Super Bowl in 80, the year after in 1984, right, Grant? Uh, yep. The year they loved, the only one he went to. All right, so how did Andrew Luck had to have a decent rookie year? I don't remember what, but it felt good. I think he made a mistake, but I, he's not playing better than Stroud. Luck. Manning led the league in interceptions. Aikman, I was think one in 10 or one in 11, he was struggling. Elway got booed at times. Uh, Jim Kelly was in the with with the Gamblers when he first started. Then he came to Buffalo. Um, I'm trying to think, Grant. There may be somebody. Baker Mayfield had a good season. Nothing like this. No. And Grant, real quick, I mean, Marino to me. I'm talking. About, you know that jumps out at you, right, Grant? You say, "Damn." I mean, you go through the guys now. Burrow, who was having a good rookie year, broke his leg. Yep. So we didn't get to finish there. You think about Josh Allen. Rookie year was just average, just okay. You think about you know Tua. Just okay. Jalen Hurts was on the bench most of the time. 
you start to go through and you say, well, who? And I'm thinking over the decades, Grant, of me playing it for over a decade and then broadcasting it for 30 years. Marino was off the charts. That's a good point. Russ Wilson had a good rookie year. Still wasn't quite like this, although he had them win. And remember, he took the job from Matt Flynn in the, during training camp. Uh, during training camp because Matt Flynn's elbow and Russ won the job as a rookie in training camp coming from Wisconsin. So I, I, Marino was the best I saw. And those were gaudy numbers and he was awesome. And the ball came out. It was looked like he's command. Same with CJ Stroud. Granny's aggressive. A lot of times we see guys not throw this many picks. You think they're checking down and don't have a good feel. Drop back, throw it to one guy and be done. He's hitting second, third guys. He pushes the ball outside the numbers and works inside the numbers equally as well. Great layer of the football, meaning hit the short stuff. The one ball, which is this rip shot you saw on the bang post touchdown for the win yeah. uh, for his fifth touchdown. You see the in intermediate dig routes that he throws. The one just before that to Tank Dell, the catch that got him down there, they ran Grant. And I can explain it where inside guy runs a corner, tightened down, outside guy went right to the flat. We call that, it was a variation we call the smash route. Hitch, corner, whip out, corner. This was a flat route in the corner. And they were playing two deep coverage, which means you have two guys over the top and the corners got the flat. And the corners, the, the quarterback's read on this is simple. Your head after you catch the ball and you see the coverage, you know it's cover two. And that's what two deep is. We go right to the corner. If the corner's gaining ground, you throw that flat route right now. If the corner's in between but has a good angle where his hips are open, can drive on that interception. The one that you saw the Josh Allen throw last night, that's a cover two retreat corner dropping eight guys and going and making that interception. Now, if he's closed down and eyeballing where he's driving and where he should be in the flat, now the shoulders are turned. You pump it since he can't get over the top because there's an outside safety. You flatten him. To the to, like becomes like a deep sail route, like a 22 yard outcut executed. That was a two ball, threw it over, layered it a little bit, and then he gets that deep ball over the top that you saw on the touchdown. His poise in the pocket, Grant, his ability to command the line of scrimmage, it really is. So he's aggressive without turning the ball over, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I haven't seen it's been a long time. If there, I can't remember. Sean, that's time. over 40 years. We're talking, you're talking about Dan Marino. Yes. That's over 40 83. years. I hope people that are watching this understand that is the magnitude exactly of what, 40 what years. we're watching. Yeah, yes, isn't that exactly 40 years, Grant? 23 yeah. to 43, right? I mean, yeah. more than 40 years. Yeah, so it is what he's doing now is and it, when people say it's one game, well, he's been doing this all year long, except against Carolina, and he hasn't had bad numbers. They just had a bad game plan against Carolina. The guy is different. Yeah. And you could tell it's still a long career ahead, but he's yeah. as good as I've seen this fast. I can tell you that. You know, in terms of success, I look at Ben Roethlisberger, but he was more of a manage the game type of a quarterback in his first year. Would you agree with that? Yes. And Grant, and also 100%. But here's the think about this now. Ben Roethlisberger was on a Steelers team that does not lose, and they retooled with him. They were yes. loaded with talent. Yes. They need a new quarterback. And again, from Tom, from Noel to Cower, and then Cower to Tomlin. Hell, the, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, which tells you not only his asking coach, but they get they, they got good players, yes. and they know how to win. And then you think about Danny Marino, Grant they, Marino in '83 is a rookie. Another team that got fortunate drafted him late because they had won the year before. I think he was 27th or 28th pick of the first round, so he landed. And Ben thought he was going sooner. Marino thought he was going to go sooner. He was the sixth guy in that first round, Dan was. And the craziest thing about it was 
So the next year they were in the Super Bowl against who was it the 49ers, the right? 49ers. Grant? They played at Palo Alto in the Stanford so, Stadium. Right. So what does that tell you? Two years in a row. I mean, with Ben and, and uh Danny, both better teams. This is the team that was on their fourth string center this yep. week. Now, they, they've been going around, and the guy, Grant, I'm just telling you, I know eight- and ten-year veterans, that when you're on your four-string center, you know the first thing your head does when you get the snap? It goes right to there because you're trying to trust, is my interior going to be protected? So your eyes are off coverage. It's just human nature. Yep. My yep. fourth one, well, wow. what does he do? Goes in there and stands in the pocket and delivers and doesn't care. I, I just think his yep. inability, I mean, his ability not to worry about things going on around him, I'll bet you his, his, his blood pressure and his pulse rate – we're down in the fourth quarter more than they were when the game started. He's different. He is. Sean, I'm looking at the picture behind you. I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, people that are watching this and will watch it uh, at their leisure. Nobody understands the quarterback position better than you do because you did it. Put in the perspective for all of us what Joshua Dobbs did for the Vikings yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Well, first, I, I was doing I do a show every week there, Grant, in Minnesota. And on it was on Thursday. I do it every Thursday with Dan Barrero. And we were talking. He goes, well, Sean, how much have you seen Josh Dobbs? And what, what do you think we'll get out of him, depending on what happens with Jaron Hall? He had no idea. He knew Jaron Hall was going to start. But right. had no idea that Josh Dobbs, you know, what kind of player he was because he hadn't seen him much. And Dobbs had to get ready because that's his responsibility and accountability to his team. But you're thinking, well, Jalen, I mean, Jaron Hall's good, you know, kid who's a rookie trying to learn. Well, I can tell you how tough it is, is now if you think about this, he's on his third or fourth system. He was Cleveland. He was Tennessee. And yep. he, remember, they put him in for Willis. And That's then he right. goes to Arizona and they played That's him right. in front of Clayton Toon. And then he comes here and he comes in and picks it up. You know, a couple of things that it's, this is telling me, because everywhere he's gone, they've put him in a game with very minimal work. And so you're talking about Stefanski's system, uh, Tennessee Titans when it was uh, Mike Vrabel, the, the, the way that I think it's is it Todd Downing, Downing, who's a coordinator. Arizona's got a different coordinator. And now you're, you're on your fourth one, which is Kevin O'Connell calling the place. My point is he he's obviously a quick study, Grant. But I can tell you this. Think about how difficult it is for a guy who's been on a team 10 weeks, two years. Now you're going against a pretty good team that's going to – I mean, the meaning – that you're, you're, they are in a position in that division to at least have a chance to win, right, Grant? Yep. They are. Yep. And they, they play pretty good football, regardless if you were playing the worst team in the league. System, be able to operate it, understand protections. And it's to me, it's the mental equipment, I mean, equivalent of, a, of the physical side of a guy tearing his, like, uh, sprain, either an MCL sprain or a serious sprain, or where there's some meniscus tear. And I've played with guys that tear a little meniscus and are playing five days later. And you're like, this guy's a freak. The mental equivalent of that is being in another system and waltzing in there, not even expecting to play and being able to go operate it and get the ball to the right guy on time. And then when it's not there, have the wherewithal to throw it out of bounds, use your feet. I thought it was phenomenal. And in truth, although CJ Stroud was great, I'm not so sure the best performance of what he was under and faced with of the day wasn't Josh Dobbs. I root for guys like this because I, I lived it a little bit, but I mean, coming in and backing up, but I, I know the feeling of the mental preparation. All the physical stuff's great because I know guys can make plays. Yeah. Grant, it's the ability to get them out of the huddle and get through a friggin' play, spitting it out and being able to go execute it on basically in truth by the time he got there and then walked through before a game, what, one to two full days of practice when he wasn't even going to get the first reps because Jaron Hall's there? 
I mean, it was a phenomenal. To me, I can give him the player of the week and not even bat an eye because I can assure you Stroud's going to throw for 400 yards more times. This kid, can Dobbs continues to prove to me there's a place in, him in the league for him for 15 years because he's got big balls, man. He really does. All right, so here we are at the halfway point, and if you're looking at the AFC, there are three teams, okay? There's Kansas City, there's Baltimore, and no one's playing better than Baltimore right now. What they did to Seattle was just a clinic. And then you've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah, by the way, don't count us out after our horrible start. you got a healthy quarterback. you got Jamar Chase. They look unstoppable. Those three teams right now look like they're just a cut above everyone else, Sean. Right, and crazy enough, Grant, Buffalo, who a lot of people have as a Super Bowl team, right? I think they're the next level now. I do. I, I'm with you. And Miami, I I, I, Miami, Miami does some silly stuff with it, at times with the football and leave it on. Like you saw the snap there. They haven't won like, a good. They, they haven't beat a good team yet this that's year. That's so. my problem. And then the physicality of another team. If they're not killing you in space, Grant, you know what they remind me of. I hate to say this because their defense is better. Yeah. But my Trojans, phenomenal oh team speed. Yeah. Get it to guys anywhere on the field, and they can take it the distance. A damn good quarterback, Williams being different and, and probably more physical and better, but two are thrown on time. But yet when you play downhill and mash him and get after him and you make the quarterback hold the ball, he's not at near his best, you can beat them physically. That's the problem that's going to hit them. I am with you. Baltimore's playing at a, an extremely high level and Lamar's playing out of his mind. That defense, they're doing everything right. The, uh, there is no question that Kansas City's always going to be around because of who they are. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I picked Cincinnati to win this thing at the beginning of the year, and I'm not backing off it. Even at I the did start, too. I'm my big. You did too. That's right, Graham. Yes. My biggest concern was Burrow's health. I just not, but but when he's right, and he is, he's like that hitter that we've all know, Grant. That in April just not any good. Then May and June and July, and you're like, this dude's leading the league in hitting. That's who Burrow is. Yep. I will be shocked. My Baltimore and Cincinnati was my AFC title game. I pit, that size pit had in August, and I still think that those two teams are going to be playing in yep. the AFC title game and no disrespect to Kansas City. How many years can you keep doing this and being this fortunate? Uh, I think we're in for one hell of a run in the AFC, but I think it's a three-team heat right now. And, Sean, I don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse here, but the one knock against Lamar Jackson is his performance in January, and right. they have it all set up right now. They're on a roll. And I know being on a roll in early November doesn't mean a lot when you get to January. But I'm just trying to look at it into my crystal ball. I'm with you. They look so good. And Lamar Jackson is playing flawlessly. This is going to be a big postseason for him because he does have his critics. Great regular season, former MVP, but hasn't played well in the playoffs. This is going to be a big postseason for him, assuming he's healthy and assuming the Ravens are still playing well going into the postseason. Well, Grant, sometimes, you know, there's players who it's like, I don't believe Charles Barkley or Carl Malone or John Stockton ever needed validation for their career championship or not. Nobody's going to tell me Marino because he didn't win a Super Bowl needs validation. It's, it's, that's horrible in, in a team sport to win that much and be that good. Things just happen. The other teams are pretty damn good. It's hard to win, hard yep. to win championships. I'm with you about Lamar. He's done every, he's doing it all, right? He's beating you from all different ways. He can run it, throw it. He's yep. doing everything, and he's validating why they paid him, which is a great thing. But, and Grant, I don't know the answer to this. I, I, I don't. You're going to have some guy talking head or somebody's going, oh, yeah, he'll kill it. I don't know the answer to this. I, I really don't. I don't know. If he comes out and plays like he does in the regular season and that DNA that he has that I, I believe he has, 
and it kicks in, we are just with a to win in the playoffs and get to an AFC title game or to a Super Bowl and dominate in January. The entire narrative for those who don't think he's a good player, which is odd to me because he's a really good player. But this is almost going to be an exclamation point to say, "Okay, he's now arrived, which I'm not sure he needs it. But that's what every quarterback and coach wants validation to win a championship. But you're exactly right. This may be the most important January of his entire career to date because it's going to springboard in one way and it's going to validate all the stuff that the people who like him been saying and the people who don't are going to learn a lesson. But it's on him because I don't know in game two of the playoffs, Grant, in the divisional round. Yep. I I really don't know home or away which one we're going to get. I know the one I think we should get. And if we get it, Baltimore is going to be tough to beat just like Cincinnati will. All right, you just mentioned a moment ago your alma mater in USC. You called this back, I want to say, in September, that they weren't going to do anything with your defense the way it is. But nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about Kalen Williams' post-game press conference and his reaction and his breaking down. What's your take on all of this, Sean? Yeah, first, I don't like to see coaches get fired, but as a body, it's the business when you get into it. Alex Grinch's scheme and the way they just didn't have buy-in, Grant. They got mm-hmm. four and five-star recruits all over the place. You know, He's going to get paid, and somebody else will hire him. But his scheme here, and it was unsound at times, and there was not buy-in on defense. Can you imagine Grant having to be a team that gave up almost 45 points a game, the average six straight weeks, and what that pressure puts on Caleb and Lincoln Riley to do? It just wasn't good. I told you there was two or three more losses, and there's still another loss or possibly two on the schedule with the way they play defense. You just can't overcome that offensively. So it just was not sound. It, It didn't take much to move the ball now. With the Caleb Williams thing, listen, anybody who – I love how some dude sitting at home or some guy on a hot take radio or TV show, automatically when they see it, they say, well, the guy can't play on Sundays. Now, now Stupid. It, 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 it's, the, it's such a dumb take. It's, it's such, such a ridiculous. ignorant, non, low IQ take. Now, the optics of it, if you don't like that he cried and emotional, whatever – I don't know about his cuddling with his dog in the post-game press conference. He likes movies. Maybe they didn't like the fact that their tough guy quarterback's not supposed to say it. Or, listen, I come from the old school, too. The optics look different, I guess, when he's hugging. But I don't know what's going on in his mom's life. I'm sitting back here. I don't know what's – Grant, we've all – where we've jumped on somebody harshly without knowing. I honestly, as a USC Trojan alum and a a huge fan, I think the kid's a special talent. I don't know if this emotion, if it eats him up that much, that it's tearing him to smithereens because he's doing his best and leaving on the field and they can't win against a team that can score on him. I don't know if something's going on in his family, but when they, when he's weeping that and that passion, uh, wh- why would I sit back and say, this guy can't lead me because off the field, he's crying with his mom. Now, I think most would have said the tough guy ma- atmosphere and, and mentality, Grant, is he's, go behind closed doors and do that with your mom. Yeah. I don't know when we got to the point where we, where we said tough and compassion. I don't, Grant, I'm just saying, I'm not fence-sitting. I looked at the optics and say, man, he's really torn up about it. And I said, do I want my leader? I did. I asked the same thing, but I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to make the comment up. You know what? He's a coward because he's hugging his mom and crying. I don't know what goes on in the guy's personal life or where his mental head is. I just know this mentally on the football field. He's a hell of a player. He makes plays that the the best of the best can't make. And he's a, without him right now, I don't know how many games they would have won grant. I'm being serious. Now another quarterback may have played well, he is going to be a top two or three pick, maybe the first pick. He is going to – he's a great playmaker. What did he do that cost them the game this past week? Did you did you see anything? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So you're exactly right. Defense, right. 
I mean, go down and if you listen, we should really be talking about Washington, how friggin' good they are, yeah. and how good Michael Penix and Caleb Williams were in this quarterback matchup. And I so even some of my close buddies are like, this guy can't lead a team. I don't want him to lead my team. And maybe there's guys that the optics say no, and maybe that team won't draft him. I wasn't that I, I the first thought of my mind didn't hit me and say, crying with his mom, weeping. I don't like the show, the optics. That dude will never be successful on yeah. Sunday. That to me seems a little outlandish because the guy can play, but I don't know where his mental head is, Grant. The optics look different. But to me, why would I bury somebody for that? I don't know. I don't even know him. Just what people tell me, he's a great kid and a great leader. He may beat to a different drum. I know this. If you draft him, he'll be starting by the time September ends on your football team in your in the NFL. Matter of fact, he'll probably yeah. be starting by the time May ends on your football team <laughs> right after the draft. But Whatever it is, if I was him, he just can't pay attention to that because he can't make tackles on defense too. But some of my buddies are harsh on it, and, and I said, well, I'm not sure how I sit about it. I just know this. I'm not willing to make the judgment the guy can't play on Sunday yep. because he cried with his mom. It makes no sense to me. Sean, uh, Wednesday, uh, I will be making my Pro Sports Fans debut, your app with uh, Ryan and Sacktown as we have our watch party with the Kings and the Blazers. Looking forward to it, buddy. I can't wait. I appreciate you guys doing that. PSF is exploding. A great fan engagement app. Just go get the app. at uh, It's Pro Sports Fans PSF. I think when you see it, and next up is peer-to-peer betting. That's coming down the pike shortly, and it is going to be off the charts. I think it's the best sports app going, so I might be, as the president of the company, I might be a little biased, Grant, but I'm honored to have you and Ryan on there. You guys will kill it. Thank you, brother. You're the best going. You have a great week. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, bud. You too. All right. Take care. Good stuff from uh, Sean. Love the guy. Uh, each and every Monday right here, uh, it is as good as it gets. You know what else is as good as it gets? New Works Plumbing. If you have any plumbing issues, repairs, just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. Again, they are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com. Rhino, pro sports fans, uh, I hope everybody can join us. Uh, beginning Wednesday for the Kings and the Blazers. We're going to have several watch parties and we will have fan interaction. It's very easy to download. Like Sean said, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's been a lot of demand for in-game reactions from you. So it's going to be a good time to uh, have the have the platform to do that. All right, Kings and Rockets tonight. You're going to be on in just a little bit with the pregame show uh, coming up at 4.30 and then we'll be on at halftime and postgame. I did my rant on this today. Anything less than a maximum effort in this game is totally unacceptable. And I'm tired of the excuses, all right? I don't want to hear any excuses about what happened on Saturday. You were not ready to play, all right? That's the bottom line. The starters of the Sacramento Kings, just they didn't bring it. They weren't ready to go. That's on them. It's not on Mike Brown. I know a lot of people want to say the coaching staff. I'm not saying the coaching staff gets a complete pass, but they're not out there playing. No, they're not. And here's the thing, you know, Mike Brown had him in reportedly for a three to four hour practice after the loss in Houston. So um, this team's got to be ready to go. I can't imagine them coming out with that same level of energy. If they do, you're going to see it right off the bat and it likely will not get better. Um, And the one thing that Mike Brown did say in the press conference after the game was that he doesn't like how the offense affects the defense. If the ball's not going through the net, the effort's lower on defense. And that can't happen as a professional and expect that to get fixed tonight. Well, and they only had two fast break points. And again, Davion Mitchell is uh, just he's not a starting point guard. And I think you have 
real restrictions. Now there might be a game here and there where he breaks out and you're like, okay, finally, but it's lack of consistency. The Kings have to figure out offensively what their identity is going to be yes. when Mitchell's on the floor. 100%. And if, if you look at the way that Davion plays, Davion plays better when he doesn't have the ball. So if I'm Mike Brown, I'm looking at different ways, even though he's running the point, to get him off ball. You can have Sabonis, you can have Keegan Murray do things up top, Kevin Herter, dribble handoff. So that's where Davion Mitchell has been successful, getting that kick out, hitting a three every now and again, maybe look for a little bit more of that tonight. So uh, the Kings and the Rockets, your pregame coming up at uh, 4.30. Let's hope Keegan Murray gets going. He can't put the ball in the ocean right now. No, he can't, but uh, you know, a, lot, a lot of talked about it. But uh, he's still getting that green light, as is everybody on the team. So yeah. if you're Keegan, you just got to come out. And I think Jerry hit the nail on the head. You've talked about it. You got to be balanced on that jump shot. And you got to get one or two to go through. And I expect him to bounce back. We've seen Keegan have bad games and then come back the next night and play well. And if he doesn't, maybe we get Sean out of his house, get him in a Kings uniform, 10-day contract. Who knows? He could probably put a couple in for us. Speaking of Jerry, I hope he's going to be able to join us at halftime. I hope he's back from Tahoe. I forgot to reach out to him. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to join us. And then you and I will be on uh, during the uh, post game. I know it's early. And last year, the Kings started off 0-4. And, and right now, they're 2-3. and I thought the Kings looked better at 0-4 last year than they do right now at 2-3. and yeah, they absolutely did, Grant. I mean, we talked about so much was made out of the defense last year and how bad it was, but the Kings were outscoring their opponents. Right now, out, their opponents are outscoring them. Um, they're 15th in the league in scoring, which is a far cry from first and second yep. last year. So that'll make a difference. And also, hey, breaking news, Jerry Reynolds will be here at halftime. I got I love it. that partner. I, I absolutely love it. Okay, do you want to win tonight? Yes. I'm looking at how the Kings play tonight more than I'm looking at the final score. I mean, you don't have Fox. You don't have Lyles. I'm looking at how they play. I think they should win this game. But the point is, that to me right now, going into this next stretch of games, is as important to me. They've got to start playing better, plain and simple. Yeah, and they've got to do it right from the start, Grant. They need to remind the Houston Rockets that they're the Houston Rockets. You let those guys get going. You let them hit a couple threes. Then the momentum grows for them, and they get a little more confidence. So that, that's got to be their effort over wins. But usually if that effort's there, the Kings are going to be right in it at the end. All right, let's see if Sabonis looks like Sabonis. Let's see if Keegan Murray uh, and Kevin Herter can finally start making some shots. Bench in the first half played very well the other night, but – the effort was just not there. And I don't mean to make the Houston Rockets out as chopped liver. I mean, they're an NBA team. They have good players, not as good as the Kings. But the point is, you know, if you're not ready to go, you're, you're going to get stomped in this league. I mean, we see it every night. Good teams that are playing inferior teams that lose because they don't bring it and they're messing around. Yeah, exactly right, Grant. And the one thing that the Kings need to do here is they need to have a leader on the floor. Last game, there didn't seem like there was a leader whatsoever. You have somebody that's vocal, leading the charge for that team. That will make the difference. So I, I think that the Kings are going to be just all right tonight. Here we go. Uh, Pre-game, halftime, post-game. We are rolling. And then don't forget to join us Wednesday. Now we're still going to be doing our pregame, halftime, and postgame on YouTube. That is not being nothing changes. Nothing yeah. changes. But once the game starts, you can download download the Pro Sports fans right here on your phone. Okay. And that's how this app works. You have your phone, 
and you can follow us with the watch party uh, beginning on Wednesday. Should be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once you download the app, just choose the Kings is one of the teams that you want to follow. Hit on that thread and you'll see Grant and I everywhere on there. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you a little bit later. Have a good pregame show. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff from Rhino in Sacktown. It is a very busy start of the week for us. And uh, always great when we can have Sean Salisbury. And always great when you can get out to Bennett's, their uh, new restaurant in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center, Bennett's West Side Grill. One of three locations. They are in Sacramento at Howe and Fair Oaks, Eureka and Leadhill Boulevard or Leadhill Road in Roseville. And of course, uh, Bennett's West Side Grill. Hey, folks, the food is awesome. Prime seafood and steak. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Check out the menu and more. Bennett'sRestaurants.com. All right. So, again, we'll be right back with you here uh, with the pregame show at 4.30. Ryan's got that. And then uh, Jerry Reynolds joins us at halftime. And then the postgame, we got Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. It's November. Wall-to-wall action. And if you like hockey, you can watch that, too. It's all going on. Folks, so good to have you right here on If You Don't Like That. And we'll talk to you a little bit later right here on the pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody.